Hey, what's going on? This is Ayush and this is the 39th episode of the pod with no name. How's it going, guys? I don't have as much enthusiasm as last time. I decided to tone it down a bit, you know, act like a civilized human being, uh, which also incidentally is not fucking funny at all. I don't think civilized human beings are funny. Um, I think they're a bit boring. I don't think they have the, uh, you know, mind fuckedness. uh that uh, uh uncivilized human being possesses i think that's the big thing man because civilized human beings are also mind fucked but they hide it pretty well you know uncivilized human beings like me which we just shoot you know if i'm angry and i'm walking down the street and some guy comes up to me and he's like hey man good morning i'll just slap him i'll fucking slap him i'll be like it's not a good fucking morning all right my mind is fucked uh I have a impulse to slap people a lot. I don't know why. Uh I think it's rooted deep in my childhood for some reason. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But how's it going guys? Uh the first month of the year is already over. Uh did you guys enjoy it? Were you guys uh alive? Uh I remember man first this time last year I did my first stand up show uh open mic and uh Also this time last year people were talking about this one disease called covid uh which we should have been afraid of and i was like disease a fucking immune dude <laughs> yeah it's, it didn't turn out well kind of uh, almost stopped my stand up career uh, which had just begun back then but you know we persevere we fucking move through we move on we are like soldiers we hustle Is that the word hustle? Keep hustling. <laughs> I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Uh but that's all right, you know, whatever. But you know there was one good thing about lockdown. The one good thing about lockdown was I was able to fucking control my diet. I mean it was it was easy to stay fit at lockdown. Mostly because I didn't know how to cook anything and I just you know starved. <laughs> I did so much care with some food and they, they were like, "Ayusha, you look like you're gonna die. Uh, so uh, if you want, you can have our food that we made, you know." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for caring enough for me." <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was easier to stay fit during lockdown because none of these fast food chains were open. You know, all the restaurants were shut. Home delivery was not there for a while. But you know, as soon as things opened up, it's so difficult to fucking stay fit, man. And I don't know if it's just me, or like, are you guys also seeing these mutations of like regular food? Like there been there has been a craze in momos <laughs> ever since lockdown started uh, ended, yeah, ever since restaurants started. I see like momo places opening left, right, and center. And you know what they're doing to these momo is criminal. All right. It's crazy. Momos are supposed to be like vegetarian or slash chicken boiled chicken or vegetables surrounded with a filling that is supposed to be healthy. Dude, these people are fucking battering momos. All right, momos have become perverted. All right, you know what? Ha- what is happening to momos is what happened to porn. All right, initially it was all right. Initially, porn was innocent. You know, you you watch a couple having sex. you jerk off or whatever and you go on with your business all right but these days it's starting to get out of hand you know you have fucking daughter swap fucking stepmom stepson like what the fuck is going on 
everything is becoming perverted and that's what's happening to momos all right initially momos were like a northeast uh, indian and or southeast asian cuisine you know very innocent you know there was a spicy sauce or chutney and momos you know if, uh, i don't know what it is a wheat covering filled with vegetables or chicken and uh, steamed you know perfectly healthy then it moved on to you know street vendors sending selling momos which is also pretty delicious i might add the chutney had a very indian flavor to it but now dude they are battering the thing they they are literally battering the thing you know they they, they are fucking deep frying it adding fucking szechuan sauce in it and it's essentially it's essentially fucking vegetable pakoras that's what it is fucking filled with oil it momos are supposed to be steamed all right you you don't deep fry those things it's not cool <laughs> you are not selling momos you're selling pakoras all right and the, the momos are so much filled so much with masalas and sauces that the actual spicy sauce which is the essence of the momos it loses all its shit it it doesn't even taste spicy anymore i don't know man it's uh, i miss the original momos because uh, i was living in shillong for a year there or there about my dad was posted there and uh, we had a whole house help made uh, dolly aunty uh, shout out to dolly dolly aunty by the way northeast uh, dolly aunty was badass uh, so she used to make like authentic momos for us and uh, the actual momo thing it was just vegetables and uh, covered with whatever you know maida wheat i don't know exactly what it is but it was very thin layer of that stuffed with vegetables and the chutney which was just a tomato paste but i don't know what she put into that stuff but it was like spicy man and i'm not talking about spicy that makes your you know stomach burn and makes you and gives you loose motions the other day all right no I'm talking about the spicy that just sticks on your tongue and you just feel like having more and more of that stuff, you know? Like you can't stop. I do want to stop because it's so spicy, but it's like a delicious spice. And that's gone. The whole essence of momos, the thing that was fun is gone. Now people just shove fucking tandoori stuffed momos into their mouths and they have loose motions the next day. I'm like that's exactly opposite to what a momo is supposed to do. I don't know what's up, man. I don't know what's up. Okay. Tandoori stuffed momos. What? What are you talking about? Tandoori stuffed momos. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. I don't know. I don't know. That was my rant about momos. Uh, Ayush, why can't you just people enjoy what they enjoy? Why do you have to judge everything? Because that's not what momos are meant to do. All right. <laughs> I'll stand against injustice wherever it is occurring. All right, you get count on me for that. <laughs> Fucking tandoori momo stuff with Szechuan sauce and all that nonsense. Get out of here! <laughs> and you know all the people who are actually endorsing all that. Shame on you! Shame on you! It's cultural appropriation. All right, it's cultural appropriation. Uh. If anyone knows what that means, you can just let me know. I don't really know what that means. I just, I just, I just say words. <laughs> A good definition would be greatly appreciated. Uh, <laughs> ah, well, the world is going to shit, huh? Weird stuff happening all over. 
uh, you know, fucking people getting jailed for telling jokes, momos being perverted. And what's next, huh? What's next? They they'll take away our freedom of speech. Wait a minute. What I learned, right? What I learned over the last two weeks, it was a it was a realization. But what I learned was uh, we don't have freedoms, all right? We don't have this whole freedom of expression thing, all right? We have an illusion of freedom of expression, all right? I don't know what this whole new thing about hate speech is, you know? Hasn't hate speech been going on in politics all over the world for the last fucking, I don't know, a century? Is it what Hitler was doing, hate speech, and he was a politician? Is it... (laughs) Was it hate speech going on in fucking America against black people? Was it that hate speech? I mean, the whole civil war was against... was a reason for hate speech, right? Uh, What else? Well... The fucking partition, the formation of India and Pakistan was a result of hate speech. I mean, hate speech has been going on since politics and will be going on in politics. For, until the world ends. That's how you get votes. <laughs> Don't you guys get it? But that's fine. That seems completely fine. But God forbid. God forbid if a comedian makes a joke. No! We can't have that! That's hate speech. Oh, you are hurting my religion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, the whole thing about, you know, hurting religious sentiments. What does religious sentiment even mean? Like, it, it just, it's just so funny to me that that is a part of a law. <laughs> you know, you will not hurt religious sentiments. What does that mean? Religious sentiments is the most subjective thing I've ever heard. What does this even mean? Alright, so uh, hypothetically, if I tell a joke, which is not hate speech, the uh, intention is to make you laugh, alright? So, but, you know, maybe it is hate speech, alright? So, <laughs> if I tell a joke and uh, I'm offending, well, I don't want to take a, take the name of a religion and get uh, into trouble, you know? I'm not a big fan of the whole jail thing. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll be raped in prison, alright? <laughs> Look at this fucking face, man, come on. I got an ass that can be raped, all right? It, it attracts men. That's what, what can I say? It attracts desperate, uh, murderous men. Uh, I, I guess I have, I have that bad boy charm. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Um, but yeah, uh, I don't want to get into trouble. But for a hypothetical religion, let's, let's make up a religion. I don't know, fucking... Uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, um, hypothetical religion that does not Alexandrian I don't know I was I was reading a book about Alexander the Great a- Alexandrian let's say make a hypothetical religion called Alexandrian alright so if I'm in a room and I tell a joke about Alec- Alexandrianism that is a new religion and uh, in a room of 50 people 50 Alexandrians two of them get offended alright that's not even 10% so, if two Alexandrians get offended out of 50, is that hate speech? Like, if two people out of 10 of a religion get offended by something I say, is that hate speech? Because that sounds unfair. <laughs> it does not sound like hate speech. It sounds like unfair. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the whole 
you know, we don't have, we don't have any freedom, especially when it comes to expression. There's no freedom because whoever decides if something is good or bad is subjective. If you are saying something as vague as hurting religious sentiments, then it can be anything, you know, like a judge can be extremely subjective as to what hurting religious sentiments means, right? We don't, we, if something is so subjective, then it is not law. Laws are not supposed to be subjective, right? Here's a good example, all right? Here's an example everyone can relate to. When you were a kid and you fucked up, right? And your parents said, uh, Ayush, you're fucking grounded because you're a little bitch. You're not supposed to meet your friends, watch TV or whatever. You're supposed to be logged inside the house and be punished. But if you are a genius like me, you're like, huh, they said not to meet friends, but they didn't say anything about calling friends over. Yeah, and you do that. Is that true? Is, is that fair? Hmm? Is that allowed? No, if you do that, you know what you get? That's what I got. What you get is you get your pants pulled down and get slashed, spanked with a belt, all right? <laughs> that's, that's what happens. And you know what? I'll go so far to say that I deserved it. Yeah. Laws can't be subjective. It's absolutes, all right? Even We knew that even as kids. Well, I didn't because I was a stupid idiot who thought he was very smart. But we did in general. Relatively smart people with an average IQ did. They knew that when you are grounded, you can't call friends over. There's something implicit in that. But something like religious sentiments, there's nothing implicit in that. It's subjective. A judge can be like, oh, okay, that is hurting. That's not hurting. That's good, that's bad. Yeah, how am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know what to say and what not to say when everything is subjective? This can be okay, but this cannot be okay. So here, here's the thing, all right? People are saying that they'll go to, if you go to district court, high court, Supreme Court, or whatever the criteria is. So the two courts can rule, give one decision, but the third court can overrule all of that because they think that whatever that has been said has is not subjective. So... So what you're saying is that two people can consider it hate speech, but the Supreme Court can be like, ah, eh, not really. Is it that subjective? I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird. And the thing with expression is, uh, with freedom of expression is, in a court of law, you can't defend yourself. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't defend expression. Like things are happening here where like people are digging out. Things that have been said by celebrities, comedians, whoever, you know, five or six years ago, just because they can do that via social media. So now if there is a court case on someone, you go to the court, you appoint a lawyer because, well, you didn't study law. And the lawyer tries to describe what you wanted to express fucking six years ago to an old judge who's 70 years old and has his mind trapped in some fucking 1940s how am how is my expression six years ago can be ex, how can my expression six years ago be expressed properly today but by not even me by someone else <laughs> and then you give me jail for that what, what the f it's so fucked up it's so messed up the whole situation all right and you know what Whatever the consequences of this whole thing are, 
I think I think we I think we need a change of laws. All right, because I don't care whether you support this or you don't support this, but everything runs in cycles. All right, Man United was the cha- were the champions for a long, long time, top of the Premier League. Now we are losing to fucking Sheffield United. All right, things run in cycles. Today it's the BJP thing or whatever you want to call it. Tomorrow it'll be Congress. You know. Yesterday it was a Trump era. Now it's the Biden era. You know things run in cycles, and uh, eventually, what is hurting someone else will come to hurt you. All right. So I think it's really important for fucking everyone involved to get this shit changed. All right, because you know what will happen soon. I'll tell you what will happen. Six years down the line, one of you is gonna get is going to get arranged marriage. Right. You'll be checking each other's social media. And the girl or the guy will find out what you did six years ago about certain someone, all right? And they'll be like, "Oh my God, you're such a bitch, or you're such a dick," and your marriage will break down. And that's gonna happen to everyone because the way things are going. You know what should happen? What should happen is we should not consider anything that has been tweeted or posted on social media before one year seriously. That's it. Anything before that was posted one year before this date is not serious. It's not a valid part of human history. That's it. <laughs> because that's the only way. Because dude, people change every day, and you are taking fucking three-year-old tweets and comments, uh, and you are saying, "Oh, I'll screw you! We'll cancel you! We'll destroy you! You don't deserve to have a career because you said something six years ago." I don't know. It's so weird. But you know, no matter what the consequence of this is, I think it affects all of us, uh, and millions of people have said this already. But you know, I'll say this: I'll continue to make jokes, all right. And sooner or later, maybe I'll be in prison, or maybe I'll be free. But no matter where I am, you'll suffer the same fate that I have. And at the end of the day, when you meet me in prison, I'll tell you the same fucking shitty jokes that offend you, <laughs> and I'll laugh at your face, and and and. And I'll tell you this: these three, three words, huh? four words. I'll say these four words. All right. I told you so, bitch. <laughs> and I'll derive so much pleasure from that shit. <laughs> oh god, fuck. Yeah. I hope I don't get into trouble for this shit. Uh, I don't like to be ass raped. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but it's fucked up, you know. But what can you do? You can joke about it. That's what you do. and that's what i did but um, i'm not a big fan of uh, i think i told the story before uh, back when i was doing like the first uh, i was doing non video versions of my podcast and uh, the importance of humor and why i don't care about people who get offended by jokes uh, and i i got this uh, story this little snippet of story from uh, i think um, it was a book the great war it was about the first world war and uh, it was about the memoirs of it was a memoir memoirs of a guy who was drafted into the british army so this shit just just to set the scene all right this guy's name was i don't remember the names let's call him george all right so george was drafted into the british military to fight in the world war in the i think it was verdun uh, in the in the front lines uh, of verdun uh and uh, he was drafted with his friend let's call him dave all right george and dave 
So George was drafted with Dave and they were like 18 or 19 years old and they were draft they were sent directly to the frontline trenches in Verdun. All right. So the World War was a complete trench warfare, right? There was a trench for uh, the Axis powers, there was a trench for the Central powers and they were fighting with each other and there was a big no man's land in between, right? And uh, just to set the background, the trench life was shit. No, it, it was literal shit. Like everything happened in the trenches like the the soldiers shit there uh, they puked there all the dead bodies were there people died in the no man's land and some people who died close to the respective trenches were dragged back dead bodies of friends were used as barricades again ar- against artillery fire that was coming from the opposition things were so bad uh, typhoid fell spread chemical weapons were used in no man's land everything and people had to see their friends people who, are, who they have spent most of their childhoods with who they have formed a relationship with just die right in front of them rats they would see rats eat the dead bodies of their friends and they couldn't do anything about it because if they did anything about it the rats would come to chew on the alive people while they were sleeping at night amidst artillery shell fire and this is not even including post traumatic stress disorders and all that shell shocked whatever right so going back to david this was the situation in the in the in the trenches you know the worst situation a human being can be put in and they were in this situation for i don't know months years at the end right and no one was taken back like if you actually downed your tools and went back to your uh, country you know back uh, away from the trenches to your commanders you were executed you were literally executed that's how war was back then right so worst conditions a human being can possibly live in and george and dave are sent to uh, sent to the front lines right and uh, dave dies in artillery fire and uh, the artillery fire just they were doing a charge through no man's land to gain some ground this was even to, for like 2 or 3 centimeters of ground you know the amount of human life that was lost for 2 or 3 centimeters was next level so george and dave were in a battalion that was charging to gain a few, few centimeters and uh, artillery fire was going on and dave sadly died you know uh, and when artillery artillery fire struck you it was it struck you and it basically disintegrated your body <laughs> So the best part about this the, I'm laughing because what's coming up is funny. So George had gave George and gave were like matching friendly friendship bracelets or whatever, you know. I don't know what they were called back then. It was a manly thing, all right? It was not a gay shit. It was not gay shit. All right. Uh, nothing against gay shit by the way. <laughs> so uh, Dave died because of artillery fire and his body was mangled. So the next day after the war uh, George survived. and the next day after all of this happened people were digging out bodies uh, you know to give them a pop- proper burial and it's very difficult to identify whose body it is and uh, george was digging through and he saw dave's arm with his friendship bracelet and he real- recognized it was dave's arm because of the thing the friendship bracelet thing and you know what george says george is like he lifts the arm up he's like hey guys i found dave <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny it was funny like 
even in the most difficult conditions to cope with the worst things possible people use humor and this is you can see this anywhere you know cancer patients laughing at cancer jokes rape victims ra- laughing at rape jokes like in world war 1 people are actually betting who, on who would survive the next day they're actually putting money on their lives <laughs> and there were people who were betting against themselves you know they were like oh 10 pounds says that i die tomorrow <laughs> you send it to my wife at home like come on dude at by the guess the whole point of this nonsense rant is <laughs> if people can be in such tough conditions and brave through all of that stuff and still have a sense of humor you can't tell me that you are comfortably sitting at your home on your bed watching a youtube video and you get offended all right i'm not i'm just not buying it i'm not buying it i can't take it seriously all right i have seen people with so much it's such worse conditions having a sense of humor i think i think you can get out of the comfort of your bed or stay in it i don't care and learn to have a sense of humor and if you don't don't watch the youtube video don't come to the show all right that's all i'm saying i just can't i can't in my life take all this seriously i just can't it's just too funny it's too funny to take it seriously all right and uh, i know i know uh, loss of freedom is not funny but uh, it kind of is <laughs> if you, if you have a good enough sense of humor you can see the funny in it you know you can see the funny in oshwitz oh shit <laughs> No, Auschwitz is not funny. Uh it was funny for Hitler, I'll say that, all right? He enjoyed that shit, all right? You can say whatever about Hitler, but he enjoyed a genocide. All right? He <laughs> All right. Oh, that great note. On that great note, let's just <laughs> end it here and I'll see you next week if no one assaults me. Uh and uh, have a great week. Uh and yeah maybe i'll i'll have some new stories to tell you next time or around all right good stuff uh, fuck yourselves and bye